wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, you can listen to this show wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube at the Trophy Room Show. And if you like what you hear, please consider dropping us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. You could pop us a follow on Spotify, or you could toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? The name is Lord Star-Lord. How are you? I can't take you seriously with those sunglasses. <laughs> Why, man? I love these sunglasses. I don't know. They just... They scream 80s cool. Yeah, that's why I love them so much. I got a nice blue pair, too. Oh, my goodness. Lenses are blue. Yeah, Yeah, these are tinted purple. There was it. Is that a teal frame? Yeah, it's like like an aqua. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're going for summer vibes. Miami Vice. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I'm excited for Vice City in in a week. That's That's what they are. Oh, my God. When we do the road to greatness on that, I think those sunglasses are required. Absolutely. I'll pop a collar. It'll be like Miami Vice. We'll only mumble. If I I have (laughs) if I have money and time, I will buy a Hawaiian shirt that looks like the shirt that Tommy wears in Vice City. It's Tommy, right? It's been a while. I think it's I've never played Vice City. My parents wouldn't let me. I think it's Tommy who's you play. I think it's Tommy Tommy, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well listen here, Kyle. I before we talk about this week has been pretty crazy. I mean, the past two hours alone, we're going to talk about how Square Enix publicly just dissed their own studio in terms of Crystal Dynamics handling of Avengers. We're going to be talking about the PC, sorry, the PlayStation PC LLC brand that was created by Sony to be more aggressive for the PC audience. We're going to be talking about that mysterious, quote unquote, Microsoft and Sega relationship partnership and what that means for the future of PlayStation. And of course, this week, Blizzard is just on fire. But before we get into all that, I have two openers of the show. Two opening questions that were so great I couldn't I couldn't put them in the Sony Pony Express. They had to come right out in center. So first one to get us all warmed up is Katie. Katie writes in. She asks a very important question. How important is the soundtrack? When it comes to gaming as a whole, what games have you played where you consider the music a character? And if you took it away, the game, uh, sorry, if you took it away, would the game have the same effect on you? Kyle, I think this is an easy question this week. Uh, This week, yeah, recently, it's very Mm -hmm. easy because Guardians. Uh, Exactly, yeah. Music is so key. Like, if you've seen the movies, obviously, music is a key thing for for Peter and the Guardians. Uh, But the game, I think they really nailed it. Yeah. And I I think the music is a character to itself. And if you took the music out of Guardians, you really just take away the soul of that game. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially later on, the music, there's... I'll just say it. It's not. A, I'm not spoiling anything. I just think it's the best music to an end boss I've ever encountered. Oh, I can't wait! <laughs> it's dope as all. Um, so to me, though, yeah, soundtrack is detrimental. 
if you don't have a good soundtrack. Oh, it takes away don't... from it for sure. Yeah, I, and, and to me, I I truly think soundtrack probably most important thing in a game. I would agree. Yeah, because I'm thinking of like some of my favorite games the past couple of years. I think of like The Last of Us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, part two, just any bit of those guitar strings, just getting goosebumps thinking about it right now. Um, I think oh, of Final Fantasy VII oh, Remake. Oh, that game would not be nearly oh, as good oh, as oh, if the battle music wasn't there. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and and uh, I also think of like Returnal this year. Yes. Especially in that one biome that I'm not going to say anything, but creepy piano music is yep. playing. Oh, my time. God. So That's, good. Yes. It sets the tone for yeah. that little level. And again. Like the God of War soundtrack, Ghost yeah. of Tsushima's yeah. uh, Horizon, those yeah. are on my Spotify. Absolutely, like, that's how important. Persona, they are. Persona's music slaps. Yeah, I don't even like. I'm not even like a fan of the game, but like you know, like the little piano. Yeah. Like I'm like, exactly. oh my god, you never see it. God damn, amazing. And you know yeah. what? We like broke you the- said, music only makes a game worse if it's bad. Yeah, it's like it's like. Mariah Carey ruining Christmas from November 1st. <laughs> the moment it's no longer Halloween. <laughs> oh, I hate her so much. Keith Strubble writes in via what Twitter. Up, what up? He says, what are your guys' hidden gems this year so far? I think it's easy, easy with this one. This Go one. ahead, take it. Definitely Guardians. <laughs> we talked about it on sure. the road to greatness, man. This game came from me trashing it when I saw it to it's literally it's 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 coming for the throne of game of the year right now. Sure. Yeah. And I'm I since we spoke on that road to greatness, uh we'll talk about it probably later in the episode. Uh, I finally dived in and or dove in and I definitely get where Joe is coming from. I, I'm having a great time with it. But as far as hidden gems go, yeah. Shout out to Maquette. Yeah, I'm looking at my list of this year. It was PS Plus game, I think, in February earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool little spatial puzzle game where the story w- was very emotional and very well done. I think of games like When the Past Comes Around, which is no dialogue or voice whatsoever. It's just mm-hmm. a story told between a woman and her her lover. Um, even to a certain extent, like Psychonauts 2. That game is really, really great, and a lot of people were talking about it, but as soon as that time came and went, like it's kind of like gone from right. everyone's like talks of What best about game Death's of the year. Door as well? I think Death's Door Death's is Door's, Yeah, and I think that will get another resurgence once yeah. it hits PlayStation later this month and Switch yeah. as well. So. Here's the thing. It like I've heard some people trash this year. I, I think it's legitimately been a great year for video games. Yeah. And I think what's different about this year is that there isn't that one game that we're expecting to win. Right. Like last year, we were expecting like The Last of Us to just sweep everything or Hades to sweep everything. Right. Like we're expecting Red Dead or God of War to sweep that year. And where this year, it's just like there's just a ton of really great games. There's just not that one game that we could pin down going. That's the thing that changed everything this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That said, Kyle, 
We have a lot to talk about, but before we get into it, it's time for our Patreon pitch. Just to let you know, this is our second year anniversary of our Patreon. We've got a couple new shows that we're actually debuting uh, after this show, one of them being uh, Retro Radio, where Kyle and I get nostalgic. We talk about our past, our childhood, our upbringing. This episode, it's a monthly show, each and every first Wednesday of the month. Uh, this month, we talked about our first console and the nostalgia of the arcade. And how, what did I say? I think the fighters, people that played fighter games or double dragons were the original Souls players. Yeah. <laughs> they took it hard. They took yes, it they hard. did. Uh, we have a new or just re what was what's reinvigorated the word? reinvigorated thank you Reinv- reinvigorated road to greatness where now it's a big old games cast everybody's been loving that episode thank you all so much of course after shows each and every week after the show we come in we talk we dissect that week's show it's a fun time and then i preemptively as a kid say blew my load i shouldn't have said or should have announced so early the console war room, a monthly show where me and my good friend, Sean Capri talk about and champion our box to be the best box that month. Of course, it's going to be a dual Patreon show. So if you're a Patreon to his show, you'll get it. Or if you're a Patreon to our show, you'll get it as well. It's just a great excuse for Sean and I to be in a room and talk shop. It's going to be really great. This episode that we'll record next week is about who had the best first year PlayStation or Xbox. So stay tuned for all that. All the all cool announcements are over at patreon.com slash PS trophy room. And with that said, I want to thank our newest members, Miles Adler at the bronze tier, Fiona at the gold tier, the good sir, tip of the hat to you, at the silver tier, and Trucker Sloth at the silver tier as well. Thank you all so much for becoming the newest members of the Patreon. We want to thank our platinum members, Todd Ox, Todd Ox, again, Todd, look, at, I give, I'm going to give you a two <laughs> this week. Todd Berwitz, Too Soon, and Toxic. I want to thank our gold members, Brad Presnell, Gavin Goffrey, Jose Jimenez, Jedi Master Run, Metal Kirby, and Robbie Bobby Miller himself. I want to thank our Silver Plus members, Hide Indoors, Nakachaka, Marcus O'Neill, oh, it's just Ray, JB the Purple Monkey, Jadis Vaughn Metal, Tim Ulf, Justin Rodriguez, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Captain Logan, Tob Roper, Brenton Zachary, Rick Arrington, Dewani Raksha, Mannix, and Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots. Thank you all so much for keeping this show going, keeping the lights on, making us sound so good, making us look so great. It's all because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. Whew. Add aside, the fun thing about Patreon is that I don't have to say that this episode is sponsored by, you know, Raid Shadow Legends. So, (laughs) of which we're not. Yeah, no. (laughs) Unless they're paying me, go buy that game. If not, (laughs) until then, don't even touch it. I don't even know what it is. Unless they are paying for that Hawaiian shirt for that GTA Road to Greatness. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Unless they're paying for Tommy Bahama himself to come clothe me. Nuh-uh. Which I hate when people go, oh, people at the office can't stop playing this game. Bullshit, you don't even know what that game is. <laughs> Nobody knows what Raid Shadow Legends I, is. I uh, link those ads that I see like in uh, on YouTube for yeah. for that game to like the science safety videos we watched in high school. 
where where it's clearly like they take a test tube and break it and stab themselves in the hand, and, and they're like, "Don't let this happen to you." In case this accident happens, you clearly stabbed yourself. What are you doing? I remember one safety video. They had like someone's grandpa fake fall down the stairs, which is the funniest oh, thing ever. God, yeah. And then they're like, "Put a blanket over him." Like, like that's what not what. Like, granddad needs he needs a stretcher and an ambulance exactly. <laughs> same thing like uh with those infomercials where like how does a lid work and they just <laughs> throw it up in the air <laughs> raid shadow legends oh, equivalent to bad infomercials i feel like they deserve to pay us right there <laughs> they really do pay us to, to change our minds yeah <laughs> change our minds kyle it is time to square up the news let's go for it <laughs> First bit of news that needs to be squared up is from Zarmina Khan over at PS Lifestyle. Sony forms PlayStation PC label as CFO talks about aggressively investing in development capabilities. Hawkeye Steam users have noticed that Sony now has a new PlayStation PC label for its first-party PC ports. The company was previously using the PlayStation Mobile label. Registration documentation found on Corporation Wiki reveals that Sony registered PlayStation PC back in April amid its exclusive. Ex- back yes. up there, Kyle. Back in April amid its executives stressing upon the importance of expanding the PlayStation experience beyond traditional consoles. With titles like Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone already ported, Sony has plans to bring hit franchises like God of War and Uncharted to PC players as well. Sony Group published its financial results for the second quarter of the current fiscal year, ending uh, September 30th, following which Chief Financial Officer Hiroki Totoki said that the company plans to, quote, unquote, aggressively invest in its development capabilities. He added that with recent studio acquisitions, Sony plans to, quote, use the expertise necessary to deploy games to PC and mobile devices. Going forward, we plan to leverage these studios to increase the development capability of PlayStation Studios and to use the expertise necessary to deploy games to PC and mobile devices, Totoki said, according to a transcript provided by Video Games Chronicle. As a result of the acquisitions announced since the beginning of this fiscal year, the number of PlayStation Studios will increase by 4 to 16, and the number of developers will increase by almost 20%. We plan to continue to aggressively invest in our development capability going forward. What a nuts thing. Did I just wanted to highlight a, a, a couple of things here. So first off, the thing that we already knew, the thing we already talked about, PlayStation investing more in PC, right? I mean, yeah. just take a look at that. It grew, this company grew by 20% in a year, and they said that they're still aggressively investing in our development capability going forward. That's key for, we're still looking to buy stuff. Yeah. And I mean, so, studios increasing from by four to 16, that's a big jump. That's a huge jump. Yeah. You know, so you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in overhead just there. So when I take a look at this, and 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 I and I think it, it provides a different picture of, of PlayStation going to PC. It really is a necessity. Like you're taking a look at, you know, you want PlayStation go out there and buy a house, uh, you know, a house mark or a blue point. That doesn't get done without an insane amount of capital, 
right? When you're talking about them buying a fire sprite, which has over 260 employees, that doesn't get done just simply with a you know snap of their fingers. This is a company that is very much looking to provide those big blockbusters that we've come to expect from PlayStation. That does come at a price for our fandom, which is games coming to PC. When you see... Kyle, when you see a Horizon Zero Dawn sell almost a million units in one month, years after it's come out, where you're seeing God of War chart number one on just pre-orders alone, the hour of which it's announced, this is a huge untapped market. And I think I'm seeing online, people are starting to get their heads around it, that the PC ecosystem is not taking away from the console ecosystem. So I want to know what your thoughts about this aggressive take from PlayStation. I mean, first of all, I think Sony heard us on last week's episode where we're like, we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're not. Uh Uh-uh. And then they were like, you know what? Let's just make PlayStation a PC a thing. (laughs) Let's just sneak this in here. Yeah. Let's make the trophy room talk about it. I think obviously (laughs) it's a great thing. I think like you just said, those numbers don't lie. Yeah, there is money to be made by bringing these IP to PC, and I think that's smart. Yeah. I, I think as you continue to expand and buy new studios and still make these AAA, quadruple A blockbuster games that they have been making, you're going to need capital to make that happen. And why not, uh, you know, find money in things that have already reach the maximum that they were going to get on your platform already yeah, or pretty close to it. Yeah. Right. This is all just like, it's the equivalent of finding like $5 in between your car seat and your car. Yeah. Like you didn't know you had it, but then one day you got in and you look down. Oh, sweet. Now I have five more dollars to do something cool and new with. I can go yeah. to Burger King and, you know, get a get burger, a, get a Whopper, you know? yeah. get a Whopper. Burger what? King. I didn't want to say dollars. Whopper, but like, you know, they got a, they got a oh, sponsor for me to drop <laughs> the hey, name of here. the most sneaking delicious burger out there. Royalty meets royalty. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I just, I think it's super, super smart. Yeah. I dig it. I, I think there's no more questions going forward. We're very clear PlayStation, what they're going to do with these IP. Yeah. Um, and who knows, a few years down the road, they are day and date. Yeah. Who knows? And, and now here's something. There's uh, a leak, another leak coming out of the GeForce leaks, uh, which was the huge list of unannounced games from G- the GeForce, I think it's streaming app, that was accidentally leaked documentation. So GeForce Now? I think, something like called? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, more games have been leaked from PlayStation and this literally broke as we were about to record. So we got the Uncharted Legacy, right? Now the next one is, rumor has it, Ghost of Tsushima. The okay. one after that is Death Stranding's Director's Cut. Cool. And then they, they, they even have, like, the days of which it's going to come out. They say that April 30th, 2022, Returnal would be on PC. Ooh. They're saying May 1st, Sackboy A Big Adventure will be on PC. They're talking May 3rd, Helldivers 2, a sequel that has not been announced yet, but keeps on circulating, <laughs> will have that, or at least their dates are held at those dates, or those games are held wow. at those dates. They're saying, now here's the kicker, Horizon Forbidden West, 
September 30 of 2022, and on October 3rd, Ratchet and Clank. They don't specify which one, but they say Ratchet and Clank. We can assume Rift Apart would probably head to PC as well. All now, right. does that does that bother you? You see some PS5 games like Returnal hit PC. No. Horizon. No. But Kyle, if PC pe- people are able to play the game that I'm playing, mm-hmm. d- don't you don't you see how that watered down my experience? No. Okay, but Kyle. <laughs> okay, but Joe. they get to play it too. <laughs> they, how dare they? It's my toy. I know. It's my thing. Uh, like Returnal, that would be a year later. Yeah. Right? We both have Platinum Returnal. We both put sunk many, many, many hours too into many. that game. Yeah. Horizon is clearly a day one purchase for us. Yep. For I think a lot of people. Yep. Um, let alone Horizon is going to come out on PS4 and PS5. Yeah. So there's going to be even more people that are going to have access to that game on PlayStation side of things. So what? You put it out, what, seven months later in yeah. September, like on PC? Yeah. Fine. Fine. But they it's get fine. to play it too. No, I, the only thing that I could actually see <laughs> FF, is like. Uh, FF7 Remake as well is on there June, June 1st on PC of okay. next year, apparently. Now, that does make sense. We've also seen that. Even Epic has accidentally leaked that as well. Yeah. So. There's some validity here with all these leaks and things being being linked back to each other constantly that maybe this list is true. Maybe it's false. But either way, I think the only problem that you can kind of have here is, well, you told me that games are going to be built from the ground up for next gen consoles and that this thing couldn't be run anywhere else other than my PlayStation 5, right? You talked about that IO and how it talks to the hard drives in super speed and you don't have to copy this, that, or the other thing. This kind of disproves that. If this sure. is because yeah. you're, you're taking a look at like people are running, I mean, Shuhei Yoshida's running the first Horizon on a Steam Deck. Now, that thing looks like a jalopy, but you're still playing Horizon <laughs> on a Steam Deck. So, uh-huh. like, there is the scalability, and I think you you could kind of go, well, then that, those marketing terms that sold me on this console are, for lack of better words, bullcrap. And then you kind of get to piece together, oh, wait, maybe a lot of what companies say to me to, for me to buy this thing it's mm-hmm. kind of bullcrap. Yeah. So that's the only thing that I think is a valid criticism that you could throw. But for me, I, I see Returnal on PC going, awesome. This game is going to do great on PC. I'm looking at Horizon like, fantastic. It's going to be hitting on, you know, it's going to be hitting on all cylinders. If this thing is correct, it's going to come out the same year. Sure. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, more games get more support. Fantastic. If anything, I think these games coming to PC, yeah. I'm very excited to see like the mod community get a hold of them. Oh man, what are you gonna do? Yo, Ghost of Tsushima with a lightsaber? See what oh. I'm saying? <sighs> Fangul. Instead of uh Celine in Returnal, it's uh um Kyle, Rip- stop. stop Ripley? Stop. From Alien? Oh no, actually continue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to double dip on Returnal is what you're telling me. I Just yeah. for the lightsaber mod alone, I'm going to go triple exactly. dip on Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. And no, like we mentioned it, I think, last week, uh, seeing Atreus and, and Kratos switch. <laughs> switch. <laughs> yeah. With, like, little Kratos and big Atreus. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Let, let yeah. other communities enjoy it. Again, I, I understand, like, 
you know, maybe one day, never say never, you may be seeing these games on Xbox, vice versa. Sure. The future is an enigma, but I'll say this. I understand why you would keep it from them because that's what makes your console different from the other box. Yeah. But when it comes to PC and the audiences that obviously don't really intersect much with each other. Yeah. It's just another giant ocean that you can cross. So why not cross it? You know? Yeah, exactly. Also, can we just shout out Hiroki Totoki's name? It's a great name. God, it just rhymes. And I wish I had it. So good. But also 20% in a year. That's, and they're still looking. Still looking. I wonder, I wonder what is the end cap for PlayStation in terms of like, this is how many studios we want to invest in. Because they're at what now? 16? 16. Is that what it is? Yeah. 20, maybe? Just round it to 20? Yeah. I can't think, but that's the thing. I can't think of four studios. Yeah. I can think of maybe one. And that's Ember Labs. Ember Labs. But like, I don't know what else there is, honestly. Unless these other partnerships that they're making with like the um firewalk and haven, haven. studios yeah. if that breeds into like a i don't see them going out and buying remedy or no. or another realm or anything like and that. that's an interesting thing with this generation is like we're seeing like indies form these like indie publishing like co-ops we're seeing remedy go yeah. out there and like be its own self entity like it's 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 going to be a really interesting generation of games where i guess we could throw consolidation around but it's more like cooperation you're like yeah. you're seeing a whole lot of studios kind of band together or find you know safety in in bigger companies the only thing that does concern me when i say that as well is like netties and tencent those big chinese conglomerates that throw all these sorts of money and influence you know in various companies that does concern me though but other yeah, than that i get that awesome Kyle? Yes. Here's what's not awesome. Sega's betrayed us all. <laughs> Andy Robinson over at VGC with the, the, the tome of betrayal. Sega and Microsoft have announced a strategic alliance around cloud. I'm I'm now what's reading up? that title of this story. Yeah. I'm instantly thinking of the office of <laughs> Dwight and Jim, do you want to make an alliance? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> Whenever Dwight asks you something, you say, absolutely, I you do. Say, absolutely, I do. <laughs> I don't, now I'm seeing, like, Phil and Sonic. Sonic being Dwight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. Would you like to form an alliance? <laughs> Gotta go fast. Uh, the deal which Sega said on Monday had been agreed in principle. We'll see it produce quote, large scale global games in a next generation development environment built on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. End quote. Sega said the Alliance would form a key part of its mid to long-term strategy, allowing the business to move forward with super game in quotes, a new initiative for developing titles that focus on pillars of global online community and IP utilization. Quote, this proposed alliance represents Sega looking ahead, the company's statement reads. And by working with Microsoft to anticipate such trends as they accelerate further in future, the goal is to optimize development processes and continue to bring high-quality experiences to players using Azure Cloud technologies. It added, Microsoft and Sega have agreed upon the foundation for this alliance and through mutual cooperation. 
will look to build further technological evolutions with areas such as net as the network infrastructure and communication tools required for global online services being a key priority. Additionally, by shifting to a next generation development platform, Sega can effectively adapt to diversifying work styles and potential infrastructural changes. End quote. Microsoft CVP Sarah Bond commented in a prepared statement. Quote, Sega has played such an iconic role in the gaming industry and has been a tremendous partner over the years. We look forward to working together as they explore new ways to create unique gaming experiences for the future using Microsoft Cloud Technologies, end quote. You know, everyone listening and watching right now, I don't think you understand how hard that was for me to read. Because Joe's doing the effing infinity gauntlet, highlighting and using different colors, distracting me as I go. I'm sorry, was that distracting my phone? A little bit. No, it's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, listen. Part of me is like, what color is he going to do next? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, should I do purple? Should I do? All right. Awesome Dave writes in, and they say, the only question I got is if this Sega slash Microsoft partnership, will we get the remake of the ultimate, my God, banger that is Sonic 06 or perhaps a much needed sequel? I wanted to throw the B word out there. As you guys know, I hate the word banger. It's disgusting. Because that's just such a hideous comment. And it just, we need to show, we, if I censor that, we don't get to see the ugliness that is Sonic 06. <laughs> awesome, Dave, you need help. Awesome, Dave, you know I'm with you on this one. You know I'm a fellow banger brother. But I, I can't get behind any Sonic 06. No. I'm not a Sonic fan. Uh-uh. Cut um, it out. Cut it out. It ends now. <laughs> okay. Now, Cloudside writes in. Regarding Sega and Microsoft's partnership with the new cloud gaming project, it's reported that no takeover plans have been discussed and its partnership for cloud gaming. Do you think that this may lead to a takeover bid in the future? And if so, how bad would it be for Sony slash PlayStation gamers? Like possibly losing access to future Yakuza or Judgment series. And I'll even throw that in Persona. I think it's bad for gaming when multi-platform publishers like Bethesda slash Zenimax with over seven studios all of a sudden become exclusive to one console. It eliminates player base and restricts the single platform gamers. So, okay, this is a this is a great question, and it leads into the first thing right here, right off the bat. What what was this strategic alliance all about? What is this super game that they're talking about? It's an initiative. It's no actual game. And when I highlighted these parts, because they're very important to, to read here, a new initiative developing titles that focus of pillars of global online community IP utilization. How to access online community management in the worldwide space. Right. They want that. They want that Azure infrastructure. My, uh, the other thing that I highlighted here, it anticipates much trends that are accelerated uh, in the further into the future. They're talking about how cloud looks to be the future or a part of the future that they want to be a part of. So that is why they're using this technology. I want to highlight the bring high quality experiences to players using Azure cloud technology. What does that mean, Kyle? Just means mm -hmm. bringing their games to the cloud using Azure technology. And then 
evolutions in areas such as network infrastructure and communication tools. It's literally saying we want to improve our infrastructure via our, our online infrastructure, right? Diversifying work styles and potential infrastructure changes. What does that mean? God forbid there's Rona 2. That's mm. what they're talking about here. If we have to move from work to home for whatever reason, it's here. Yeah. This is what this initiative is. There is no secret game. I mean, they could be working on, I don't know, scale bound again. But sure. there is nothing here that's saying Xbox is going to get, you know, the crazy taxi license for free. Uh, yeah, no. Or, you know, it, it doesn't even indicate that Persona is going to be on Xbox. I I view this the same way as like Sony and Microsoft were talking with the Azure thing and Sony using it as well. It's the same it's same thing. Same same thing. Same verbiage. It, I'm literally PR guy is literally bro- broke down PR speak for y'all. Some people are seeing stuff like the, it's like when people saw like, you know, Mary in in the toast or Jesus in the cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Like the statue of Liberty Cheeto. Exactly. Yeah. It's like people are really trying to see this for more what it is. Mm -hmm. And it really is. Look, it's awesome. If, if your Xbox, not even an Xbox gamer more. So if your Xbox, because you are now cementing yourself in various areas in gaming with this Azure infrastructure, so now you're going to have a permanent place here, whether you're just a business to business or business to consumer. Mm-hmm. And and Xbox is having their cake and eating it too by being both, being a business to business and a business cons- with uh, to consumer. So this is just a, a cool move. I saw a lot of people getting really crazy about it. Um, and I just want to say what the biggest possibility of this could be, Kyle. Mm-hmm. The biggest is that yeah you see more sega games on game pass and that's probably what xbox gets out of it and and honestly i was looking up like what sega games are currently on ps4 or ps5 right Mm -hmm. lost judgment that demon slayer game monkey ball two-point campus olympic games tokyo puyo puyo tetris a ton of yakuza games obviously um the Bayonetta and Vanquish combo, Secure Wars, like, and I feel like most of these, if not all, are have been or going to be on Game Pass at yes. some point. Yes. So like, it's, I, I don't want to. It it's not meant to be like you know looking down on second games because that's not what I'm doing at all. But like, nothing is going to be lost no. by any of these games going over to Xbox. Like yeah. these are all quality games. We already have them on our console that we prefer to play on. Doesn't matter. It's same thing yeah. with the PC conversation, honestly. Yeah. It's also like the same talks with Persona. Like Yeah. I also think there's no way Sony would let Persona go mainline Persona quietly. go. Exactly. They're they're not gonna let main a mainline persona game go on another platform. I, I really it, don't feel like that. I, I think it's bound to happen. I think but Switch sure. is obviously next. PlayStation's like, gonna fight for it though. Yeah, but I, I I would see Phil Spencer knock on Sega or Atlas's door going, All right, how much money I gotta drop? How much? I don't care. Yeah, I get that. Just, just to try to change the conversation and bring some Western gamers that are also into uh, JRPGs over to their side, as well as because they're making some strides. A lot of people are like, it's up by 400%. It's like, dude, they sold like 32 Xboxes to chillax. But like, 
they're doing better in, in Japan. Maybe this is also how you help yeah. boost that by boosting that catalog. So, yeah. Do you think this may lead to a, a takeover in the future, Cloud Side Rights or Asks? No. I don't uh, think so. And I'm going to be real mean here. Why? Why would you buy them? Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. That There's really nothing Xbox. I, yeah, I think the partnerships of being able to get all the Yakuza games on Game Pass are already a huge deal. Yeah. I don't think you need to go out and buy Sega as a whole. If you're getting per, like, let's if just say they getting, get Persona, yeah, sure. In the future, why do you need? Why would you? Why would you do that? Also, why would you potentially harm the Persona series by making that an exclusive on Xbox? The only way you could get it is on Xbox, a brand that a lot of people do not have over in Japan. I don't know. I I, I don't sure. I don't. I don't see that happening. So I don't see yeah. the the takeover happening just because they want Crazy Taxi. I really don't. Um, or but, that new Sonic CG trailer that was what last year, earlier this year. I forget. Yeah, yeah. We could just can we can we stop pretending Sonic's a good franchise? Like I, like, I won't. I think Sonic's a decent franchise. It's just not my thing. It had its heyday. I love Sonic on the Genesis. Um. And I then, was going to make a Bloodborne joke. I realized I can't do that now. Can't do that anymore, <laughs> son of a gun. Don't you ever dare. <laughs> Old habits die hard. Exactly. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see why you would. And I'm also there with you, Cloud Side, of like, I also don't like big companies buying other big companies. Mm-hmm. That worries me some. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that either. That idea. And again, even if it was PlayStation going ahead and, making crazy taxi exclusive. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that too. Cause the culture is going to change from both companies. I don't want that. Also, I love I how your one, taxi. your one point of reference for Sega other than Sonic is crazy taxi. What else do they got Kyle? <laughs> what else? Do, what lost planet nights, right? Isn't, isn't that one? Of I was going to make a Balan wonder world joke, Kyle, oh, <laughs> but that's, that's Square Enix, yeah. but you get the gist. Now th- this is, you. again, this is a really cool partnership, but it's not like, again, they got Sega in the bag. They, they don't, yeah. they, yeah. they have them in a different sense, a more put more of your games on game pass type of sense. And I think that's what you want without having to go out there and make a multi-billion dollar acquisition for crazy taxi and Sonic. I gotcha. (sighs) Sonic was never good. Kyle, let's get to the next story on the list. Games industry. Biz Marie De La Sandri. I'm sorry, Marie, if I butcher that last name. Sony's quarterly game revenues rise to $10.8 billion as PS5 sales pass $13 million. Sony has published its financial results for the first or, or for the three months ended September 30th, 2021, reporting a 27% increase in sales in its game segment year on year. Sales reached $5.7 billion for the segment while operating income decreased 21% to $727 million. Revenue was reported as $10.8 billion. Sony attributed the positive results to an increase in hardware sales thanks to the PS5 and the increase in sales of third-party titles. It did note a decrease in sales for first-party games, though, with 7.6 million copies shifted compared to 12.8 million during Q2 2020. 
However, Ghost of Tsushima launched during the same quarter last year, whereas there were no comparable releases in Q2 2021. Hardware sales represented $1.4 billion compared to $361 million during quarter two of the fiscal year 2020, an impressive 287% increase year on year. The PlayStation 5 sold 3.3 million units during the quarter compared to 2.3 million during Q1. This means that the PS5 has sold 13.4 million units as of September 30th of 2021. Looking at software, sales reached $3 billion, a slight 3.5% increase compared to last year. For full game software for PS4 and PS5, Sony noted that the digital download ratio was 62% for the quarter. Add-on content sales represented $1.6 billion, a 9.5% boost compared to Q2 2020. The forecast for the full year remained unchanged from the one published in Q1, with game sales projected to reach $25.5 billion and operating income $2.8 billion. And my name is Kyle Stevenson. Back to you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like I was reading a ticker at the bottom of the news. (laughs) That was great. All right. Okay, so we got a lot of billion dollars in there. I would Lots like, of money. I would like accidentally a million to drop into this bank Yeah, account. you know, just, you know, let's blank check it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, whoop, whoop, whoop. You're not missing anything. Kyle, uh, so PlayStation's dead, right? It only, it's, 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 it's only making billions of dollars every quarter. How dare they? It's not trillions, I'll tell you that much. It's not trillions. It's no, better. It's no Sega, Sega Dreamcast, that's for sure. Uh, 13.4 million units were were not even in a full year. Yeah. It's already outsold the Or sorry, it's outpacing the PlayStation 4 um in its first year. Hold on. Yeah. Did you mean that beep on purpose? No. Okay, you bleeped yourself when you were saying what console it was. <laughs> oh, really? The PlayStation yeah. 4. My okay. apologies. My elbow must hit the button. Okay. Um <laughs> But yeah, like I think this is, again, very interesting to note the global supply shortage that is hitting us dramatically. Like, we're talking like gas is like 340 a gallon. That's mm-hmm. right, future people. We still run cars on gas. <laughs> I don't know how they're reading this or watching this. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do want to note how impressive that is. Like, PlayStation, there, there's like a little thing I was going to add here. PlayStation's literally airdropping PlayStation 5s. Like they're buying planes to ship that ship these consoles over to places like Great Britain just to meet demand. Which has a question from Trucker Sloth writing in with Black Friday just around the corner. Do you think PlayStation is holding back on an abundance of stock to bolster play uh, sorry, Black Friday sales? And if so, do you think we'll see them? on store shelves to try to help fight scalpers globbing them all up. Mm. There was actually, I think like a video of like a warehouse just full of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was was like Walmart, right? I think it was like, yeah, you saw like PlayStation five, PlayStation fives. some like, you know, some Xboxes in there, some dominion voting machines. And like, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) So Kyle. Yeah. Cool news, right? PlayStation making money. Awesome. Yep, making money. Do you they're think, obviously doing something right. Do you think they're holding back just for Black Friday? It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think they are. I, I, I definitely maybe by a little bit, but I also truly think that they are trying to get things out as fast as possible to meet the demand for it. Absolutely. I, I do think, though, however, you're seeing like Horizon come out. Halo looks good. Sounds good. Oh, sure. my God. Did, did you see what was it, the, the new map? It's called like Streets or something. See in the streets. Um, <laughs> you definitely want PlayStation 5s there. For, to, for people to gobble up so that they don't gobble up a, an Xbox. That's for sure. You may yeah. see a few in store. Absolutely. I don't think you're going to see all of them in store. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think they're saving some. They're being smart about it. Yeah. But Kyle, the one thing that I thought was incredibly interesting here is full games, not add-ons, not DLC. Full games, digital games, the ratio was 62 digital to what? 38 physical. Is that what I read? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a crazy number? Yeah, it is. It's a depressing one for you, huh? It was. Yeah. Um, I I think I mentioned it last year before this whole... Rigmarole? Yeah, before we were like, oh, are, is there going to be a digital-only console before we even knew? And... I was scared because I clearly like my um, physical media. I like preserving that history and having something that I can hold on to and keep forever kind of thing. Um, I still think it's still going to be around for, Mm -hmm. for a decent while, but it's, it's to me shocking how much that has grown. I feel like so sort of quickly too. Yeah. I, and I think really the global conditions really exacerbated that. Absolutely. Dude, Absolutely. why, why risk it for the biscuit to go to yeah. GameStop when I could and, just buy games in my underwear? And, yeah. Right. And can I be honest with you? I'm kind of nervous about black Friday this year. Why? I just feel like people who are still not taking it as serious as they can be. Mm-hmm. And I don't want like I don't huh. watch want to watch the 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 usual Black Friday right. videos of people running people over for stuff. Uh, okay, okay. With, with the added COVID thing on top, or yeah, you know, it just I can't. No, I I get it. I get it. Listen, dummies are gonna be dummies. I got my booster the other day, yeah. And now I'm coughing into everybody's mouth. I'm like pretty much. In- <laughs> that was a joke. Don't blessed. really do that. I like real talk. I ate at a Chipotle today indoors and I felt safe. I have not done that yet. Yeah. I feel like at this point it's like, okay, listen, I've got it and I was trying to be safe. Yeah. I want everybody knows. So people think I wasn't being a dummy. Um, I got my shot, got my second one and even got the third one. So I'm like, I'm, I'm comfortable going out now. And I, and I like seeing people out there, but I'm still not going out to Black Friday to go suplex yeah, someone's yeah. grandmother over. Yeah, not for know. an air fryer. Not me. No. It's going to be me. Uh-uh. So, yeah, PlayStation's doing good. It's healthy. Who knew that you can still sell games and be a billion-dollar company? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. Speaking about not healthy, though. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. The complete opposite. Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat writes, Jen O'Neill leaves Blizzard co-leader role. Mike Yabara becomes sole boss. 
Activision Blizzard announced today that Jen O'Neill is stepping down from her role as Blizzard co-leader, which she started in August along with Mike Ybarra. Ybarra will then become the sole leader of Blizzard. He and O'Neill stepped in after J. Allen Brack's departure as Blizzard president, which happened after the California Department of Fair, Employment, and Housing sued Activision Blizzard for sex discrimination in the workplace. O'Neill was the head of Vicarious Visions, which Activision absorbed into Blizzard earlier this year. She has she had been at Activision for more than 20 years. O'Neill is leaving Activision Blizzard to focus on bringing more diversity to the gaming industry. Activision is creating a $1 million grant to Women in Games International in her honor. O'Neill is a board member for the or board member of the organization. Quote, I am doing this not because I am without hope for Blizzard. Quite the opposite. I'm inspired by the passion of everyone here working towards a meaningful, lasting change with their whole hearts. O'Neill notes in her goodbye letter. This energy has inspired me to step out and explore how I can do more to have games and diversity intersect and hopefully make a broader industry impact that will benefit Blizzard and other studios as well. While I'm not totally sure what form that will take, I am excited to embark on a new journey to find out, end quote. Oh my god, okay. Alright, here, here it comes. Now this is something, as it comes out the heels of Vicarious Visions earlier this week, officially becoming Blizzard Albany. I want to pause there. Is that Albany, New York? Albany, New York. Did not know that's where they were. Bam. And that is probably why they named, they, they changed the name. Yeah. So like while people were hating this, and trust me, I hate it too. I love Vicarious Visions. I want them to wow. have their own identity. Yes. You're probably calling it Blizzard Albany because you want to attract people on the East Coast to this this entity. But yeah. also at the same exact time, why would you want to put the Blizzard name on anything right now is beyond me. Exactly. That being said, BlizzCon 2022 is being halted. Now, they had their own little press release, which I actually kind of like because they're just like, it ain't this, this ain't it this year, guys. We'll come back next year. But it really felt like they're like, we don't even want to celebrate us right now. We kind of suck. Um, and then to top it all off, Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 has been delayed to 2023 at least god <laughs> this hurt like this hurts me i love blizzard so much we talked about this back in august it sucks to see all of this happen to something that you love mm -hmm. and that's why when i am so apprehensive when every time some, a company absorbs another one they're just like nothing's gonna happen the culture's gonna stay the same nothing's gonna change like this is just a picture like this hurts my soul as a Blizzard fanboy, and dare I say it's probably the only uh, fanboyish thing I'll ever, I'll ever truly say here is I, man, it's been a really bad week. But to me, this is part of the restructuring process. It's you know it's it's just like in the Dark Knight, Kyle. It's darkest before the dawn, and I I promise you the dawn is coming. Sure. Just not for Harvey Dent. No. So, Kyle, taking all this news, taking the fact that Jen O'Neill, co-leader, co-manager <laughs> of Blizzard, is gone within a few months. Mm -hmm. All this news, wh what's your take, man? I, don't, I mean, it just, all in all. Yeah. Bad year for Blizzard. <laughs> yes, I would I, say. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's understanding it. Just a real bad year. Um, understanding it, you mean? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say. Like I I feel like Mike. I think will do a great job as the soul soul leader. Now I do think Jen was a great fit as well. Yeah, I wonder why she left. I mean, she. I mean, she says she kind of wants to explore that and, and make sure there's more diversity in games, which is fantastic. That's that's fantastic, and a million dollars to her to her in organization's her great. Yeah. But like, you took on this role, you could literally make a huge impact at this company that I feel like needs you. Mm. Why'd you bow out? And I'm not yep. saying like she bowed out. Like, was she pushed out? Was she just like, oh yeah, yeah. this is too bad. I'm not even touching this, and like. I, I don't know. That's the mystery behind her exit is something that is peculiar. But I, I I truly think she just she just realized that she kinda wants to do more than just kind of run Blizzard or co run Blizzard. I I truly think her being in that and with all that's going on and her wanting to make sure that that diversity grows not just at blizzard but everywhere because that will make video games as a whole healthier and better i think she just saw that and was like you know what i think this is what i gotta do kind of like like your your calling okay yeah i i I give her the benefit of the of the doubt absolutely i'm and again i'm not saying like why'd she leave oh i'm not i'm not accusing you of that yeah Yeah, no how dare you viewer but like (laughs) Mike Yabara, we've said this over and over again. He was one of the folks that helped write the ship over at Xbox. And if there's anybody that could write the ship, it's, it is probably him. And, you know, seeing something like Diablo four being delayed, it sucks. But knowing that an abuser is not going, is not there anymore is a better feeling to me. Right. Or the, or the employees of Blizzard are getting what they, they demand. Yes. And it's awesome to see. It truly is. It like to, You could see, you could probably take it as me being way too optimistic or giving them too much credit. Of them actually going out there and firing folks. It seems like cleaning house from this company. Yeah, it's about time, but they don't really have to do it at all, and they're doing it. And that's what I'm, I'm really digging from Activision Blizzard right now. Again, is it too little too late? Sure, yes. They should have done this years ago. It should never have to happen. But we work with what we are given at this point in time. And the information we're given is that they're cleaning house now. Again, keep cleaning. Make sure you put policies in place and make sure people like this do not rise into power. Make sure that your office is diverse. Make sure that your office is trusting of one another. Make sure your office is healthy. Like, this is all important stuff. And when I see, like, the WoW team going, hey, we're removing all this problematic stuff. And we don't really care if you're taking offense of it. It's stuff that we feel like we have to do. To make ourselves feel better, yes, go for it, man. Yeah, I'm so down for that. Yeah, when you like changing, um, you know what? I'll bleep out and calling him Cole Cassidy. Awesome, and honestly, better name. Awesome. This is fantastic. So, for me, I'm again not not to not to keep harping on this. It's a good thing that this is happening. Yeah. Toxic writes in. I know where we all stand on Activision Blizzard. That said, is there any hype for Diablo 4? I put hundreds of hours into 3 many years ago and won't touch 2 Resurrected and find it 
Sorry, and find it a challenge to get excited for 4. What changes would you like to see Blizzard make that they haven't done yet to get you back on any type of hype uh, hype train? This is really great because I think, a really great question because this really does, for me, Kyle, come down to the individual, right? So, like, like if, if you're still not excited and they keep ousting people, then, like, that's just, that's, you're not comfortable with getting it. If you're still, you know, if you're just like, yeah, listen, this all sucks, but I wouldn't want to quote unquote support the developer. So I'm going to go buy Diablo two and Mm -hmm. show my support that way. Cool. Go ahead. Do it. I I think there's no right or wrong way or no right or wrong approach to it. Do what makes you comfortable. So Kyle, my question to you is, is there a point where you do start feeling comfortable purchasing blizzard stuff because you do see them start making good moves not always the best yeah well what do you i i i don't know when that moment will come or mm-hmm. when i will feel comfortable buying their stuff again i i can't tell you right now what's gonna make that click um i'm i'm pretty okay with not buying anything from them because i usually don't like I'm not a Call of Duty person. I, I every once in a while maybe Blizzard stuff I just don't have that affinity for like you do. Yeah. Um. So I'm okay now, but it 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 who's to say what what it looks like by this time next year? You know, like yeah. are they following through with those employee demands, or or have they cleaned house completely and totally? Is 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 everything the way that? makes for a better workplace for them then i'll think about it but until then i don't know when that's going to happen yeah i don't know when it is either like for for my version of this is like the wb harry potter game like when when will i ever feel comfortable buying what is probably or not probably is a dream game of mine yeah and unfortunately i don't want to support the creator of harry potter because she's an awful awful human being right and not to let, not to mention the guy that worked on the project who's now left and yeah. all that also has a very garbage. troubled past or something yeah exactly so like yeah. there, it it just takes time something major has to happen to click or it has to be like years later and it's like used for you know a couple bucks and then maybe I'll pick it up yeah for me it, it's you know like I said on weeks prior maybe it's just time but like I'm getting there yeah. i'm seeing some right moves i'm also seeing bobby kodak pay off l- the literal government so they don't investigate them further but you're now actually seeing effort be made to make this company better knowing that there's good people at that company knowing that they're taking out the bad actors from that company again like seeing alleged problematic folks getting removed and people literally changing the you know characters named after them their names excellent these are these are moves that are that are good because this is what the devs want and it seems like at some points some the company's sort of listening i just want the company to listen to them more so i don't know when is the right time i guess only time will tell because time heals all wounds type of cliche but that's just how i'm feeling about the whole thing too i i don't know when is because like i like i really like Diablo. I'm not like a hardcore fan of Diablo. I put many hours into three, not as much as you toxic, but like I love Warcraft. 
Uh, that's my series. That's my jam. And knowing what I know, it's it sucks. And I don't know if or ever I could go get on that bandwagon. Even like Overwatch 2. It's like, man, that game. Is there a future in it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That said, Kyle, it's time for the next story. And this one is goddamn scandalous. I... Wow, Square Enix. Uh, Tom, wow. Tom Ivan or Ivan over at VGC writes: Square Enix claims Crystal Dynamics was the wrong fit for "quote unquote" disappointing Marvel's Avengers. In an overly negative statement published in the company's annual report, Square Enix president Yosuke Matsuda said that the company needed to learn from the game's "quote disappointing" end quote performance. Notably, he highlighted the importance of matching s- development studios with quote-unquote game designs that best suit their skill sets and interests. Avengers developer Crystal Dynamics is best known as the studio behind the single-player Tomb Raider series of games, and its next project is a collaboration with Xbox Game Studios on Perfect Dark. Quote, We overcame a variety of unexpected difficulties in the final phase of the game's development, including needing to transition to work from home due to the pandemic. We were able to surmount these challenges and release the game, but it has unfortunately not proven as successful as we would have liked, end quote. While the new challenge that we tackled with this title produced a disappointing outcome, we are certain that the games-as-a-service approach will grow in importance as gaming becomes more service-oriented. How we go about creating new experiences by incorporating this trend into our game design is a key question that we will need to answer going forward, end quote. It's not the first time Square Enix has publicly criticized its U.S.-based studio. In 2013, a company director claimed it was disappointed with the sales of the rebooted Tomb Raider. By 2015, it had reportedly sold $8.5 million. That's a great number. My a great number. Oh, my God. I'm, my goodness, I'm buzzing. Can I, can I go? Can yeah, I say? Please. How can you say Crystal Dynamics was not a good fit when in fact aren't you like operating above them or don't you want to see them do what they do best like as you said skill sets and interests and what they do best is single player things why have them turn it into a games as service is that a board thing that you're on uh president yosuke matsuda are you the one that's trying to implement games as service and trying to get more money to come in in some way shape or form like, I feel like they are, they made some bad mistakes in management sort of things. And instead of taking ownership, they're putting it on Crystal Dynamics. Yep. And I, that makes me so angry because at the end of the day, I think Avengers is a decent game. It's not what I wanted. All I right, think it's fun, that. the story. No, I'm serious. The story was good. I, I think there things could have been changed, but it is a decent thing. It's not what we all wanted for sure, especially after playing Guardians. It Avengers could have been so much better if it followed that kind of format. Yeah, but like you don't throw a super talented studio under the bus like that. Man, oh man, I have so many thoughts. I, I think you're dead on the money, though. I think yeah. you. You wow! It's like when it's not if it's like when's the divorce going to happen? When are you going yeah. to sell them to Xbox? Because like, do you, like real talk, or come on over to PlayStation? I'll gladly have Crystal Dynamics. But, be I mean, Crystal Dynamics is developing with the Perfect, Perfect Dark, Dark game, yeah, right with uh, the Initiative. Which uh-huh. let's be honest, like when we take a look at that Perfect Dark game, 
and this is where I'll sound fanboyish Xbox folks are gonna dislike the thing. You promised us like this AAA quadruple A thing, and then it's just like, oh well, we're a team of sixty folks, and uh, which is very small in, in in the grand schemes of trying to make a quad A thing. And then we're like, and we're gonna take an unknown amount of Crystal Dynamics folks, and we're gonna help make this game because some of their leaders helped make the original Perfect Dark. So maybe this is a good fit. And to me, I'm just like. D- does Crystal want to work on this game or are they being contracted to work on this game? Mm. Like, that's my question. It's like, you're right. Avengers, they saw that IP and they're like, Oh, we could, we could make a boatload of extra money on this. And you saw them try to do it this month with them, like holding experience behind these weird, some sort of materials that for crafting and stuff. Yeah. And then when the game doesn't go as well as you, you think instead of doubling down and trying to fix it and, and whatever have you, just like how every live service game, uh, you know, launches, you strip half the team away from the Avengers team to go work on a, another game. That's not even like Tomb Raider. Like something that they own. And, and Someone that's else's. A, that's another thing. Like, how can you criticize the rebooted Tomb Raider? That game's really, really good. Sold 8.5 million. What, like, what do you. What, why? It's like. It, They're clearly it, a talented studio. Clearly, somebody mm-hmm. in Square Enix just doesn't like what Crystal Dynamics is doing. No, and that's why I'm just like, you know what? Listen. It's. It, I, I want. I want. This is actually kind of telling Tell me. with like the IO interactive stuff, like yeah. how they split from Square Enix. Yeah. I wonder if they felt they saw the same adversity that Crystal Dynamics are seeing right now. Yeah. I, I think like, like I forgot the story of why they split, but like, uh, because they didn't want to make Hitman three. They wanted to make Avengers. And then IO was just like, well, like, so if you're not going to give us money for this Hitman project, can we just go on our own? And they're just like, oh, yeah, you can go on your own. Oh, okay. That's kind of, yeah. So, but like where that seemed amicable, this one just seems like straight up like this is, this is, some um, this is like that, that one fight that's embedded in your head from your childhood that you saw mom and dad have, you know, like that's what it looks like from the outside. And yeah. to me, it's just like, man, Crystal, you do deserve a better home. And maybe that is with Microsoft. Maybe that is with, you know, uh, the initiative, maybe, you you know, the initiative gets absorbed into crystal dynamics and you're able to make a, a big happy home there because right here, this is disrespectful or if, yeah, they're, they're their own thing. Like IO is, and they just are uh, bigger, bigger on the indie side of things. Because yeah. we saw Hitman Three. You loved Hitman Three this oh, year. Oh my Still a job. Well, I just think it's a little different because I don't think Square would be able would be even willing to give them Tomb Raider because there's just so much branding in that name alone. Not Fair. like Hitman uh, is. Fair. They're not on the same level, though. They've tried with the Hitman movies. Like, yikes! But like Tomb Raider's a different beast. So to me, it's just like. It really feels like Xbox is putting the training wheels on, you know, Crystal, seeing how they work together. And I would not be surprised in a few years you see them join the Xbox studios. And I hope so, because honestly, they deserve a better home than than this. I if if this was if this was my company, I would be I like this is this is the type of language that gets me looking for another job. Real talk. Yeah. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's fair. Did not realize Crystal Dynamics are also responsible for developing the Legacy of Kane games. Oh, yeah. 
and Gex. <gasps> that was them for real? Yeah, they Dude, did Gex. Yo, oh my god. Bring Gex over. Bring Gex back, baby. Bring him back. He may be a little problematic. That's fine. <laughs> Who cares? We need a little bit. Give him a little edge. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Kyle, it is time for some flash news. Kyle, this this news broke when we literally did our Bloodborne Road yeah. to Greatness episode. I was like, Joe, week. don't leave the call. I want I want to show you something that just got announced. And you were like, oh, man, this looks cool. <laughs> Bloodborne D-Make gets a release date and a trailer uh PSX which is a PlayStation 1 style demake of the PlayStation 4 exclusive Bloodborne will officially be released for free on January 31st 2022 um so yeah these a group of folks went out there i think this is like a PC only thing uh to Probably. create yeah, to create a PS1 style or version of Bloodborne. And they literally made the first trailer all in PlayStation 1. I, I inquire everyone, go out there, check it out. It's in a stellar trailer. And it's my only question so is, when is the cease and desist from PlayStation? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm surprised it, it, it hasn't already happened. Yeah, I, I wonder, like, what, like, the D-Make, what does that fall under? Yeah, because they're not selling it. They're not making money no. off of it. And, like, but they are using its name. Fair. But are they yeah. doing it in a cheeky way? Because they call it Bloodborne PSX. So, like, did they? Mm. are they doing it in all one word? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. That could be a way to get around it. Either way, it looks amazing. Yes. It really, really does. It really does. It looks goddamn gorgeous. Uh, the next uh, little... Flash news. Marvel's Midnight Sun, shout out to Yuna for dropping this in our Discord. Thank you, Yuna. Has been delayed from March 2022 until second half of 2022. Honestly? Fine. I'm okay. Yeah. March is right after February. Gives me <laughs> more time to breathe with all those February games. And honestly, this just is this is just the canary in the cool mind that a lot of those February games are gonna find Probably. other months. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my god, the Elden Ring. Oh, can we react live to that? Can we react live to the Elden Ring stuff? Tomorrow? Yeah, gameplay. It's I think it's four o'clock our time. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this show, chances are you missed out. But like <laughs> if you're listening to this like ASAP, go over twitch.tv slash PS Trophy, watch us react to the 15 minute gameplay reveal of Elden Ring. Oh my god, oh my god, how many days who knows? <laughs> Alright, here's a here's another one. Here's a little ditty for you. This comes from a little a little indie reporter who has his head so far up his own ass. Jason Schreier. Oh boy. Uh Take Two has canceled a new game. <laughs> Jason, don't come for me. <laughs> He's gonna ban all, all of us. Uh has canceled a new game from Hangar 13, codenamed Vault, which has been in development in various forms since 2017. Uh the sources tell Bloomberg that today's earnings suggest that the project costed them 53 million dollars not yet clear if there will be layoffs let me be clear how much that hurt take two they just announced that in one of the quarters they sold 500 sorry 5 million more copies of gta 5 and that the total amount of copies sold of gta 5 is over 155 million 
copies of GTA V are in customers' hands. Let me put that in perspective because I feel like you're still not getting it. There are more copies of GTA V out in the wild than there are of PlayStation 2s. There are 50 million more. So Sorry, no. 30 million more GTA V copies than there are PlayStation 4s. There's what? Like 60 million more copies of GTA than PS3s. It gets depressing fast. Yeah. Rumor has it this was a uh, bully too, so go be depressed about oh, that. Oh no. Or a mafia really? game. Yeah. I think the mafia thing was debunked. It definitely hey. was not going to be mafia oh. four. But Hangar Thirteen are responsible for Mafia Three and Mafia Definitive Edition. Um, that's that that's their stuff. Hey Kyle. Yeah. You know what? Funny enough, are you holding on to something? Yeah. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest PlayStation games hitting the PlayStation storefront. This week, a special edition. The latest PlayStation Now games for November. Speaking of Mafia, Mafia Definitive Edition is available hey. right now until February 22nd. Okay. I actually might I actually might re-up just for like in the December months because I really want to try this out. I, I forget who said it. I think Katie said it. Katie said it. That Mafia Definitive Edition is one of the best remakes they've played. Wow. Okay. Total, totally reliable delivery service is also on PS Now. Final oh, Fantasy. Well, yeah. Give 9? me the last two bangers here. Final that, Fantasy Nine. All right. And Fantastic. Celeste. Oh my God. What Great two month. amazing games? Great month. Mafia I haven't played. Don't know what total, totally reliable delivery services, but FF Nine and Celeste. If you were to ask Kyle what were some of his favorite games of all time, two of those are are those right there. Now this is Fantastic. still like under like undermined by how stellar the place or sorry the Xbox Game Pass uh, month is because it's nuts. Like they got like take was it takes two and all that stuff. On oh Game okay, Pass. cool. It's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Uh, but again, still a great month if you're a PlayStation Now owner. I'm definitely gonna play Mafia. Uh, November PlayStation Plus games. Kyle, hold on to your goddamn shorts. Okay. Knockout I'll hold on to my steelbook. Thank you. Knockout City for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Kingdoms of Amalur. Re-Reckoning Re for PlayStation 4. First Class Trouble. That's the Among Us game that was on the uh, State of Play that only us liked. On uh, PlayStation 5 <laughs> and PS4. The PlayStation VR games. This is all with your PlayStation Plus yeah, man. service for a month. Okay. <laughs> Until you fall, the persistence that is from Fire Sprite. So I'm yep. definitely gonna be checking that out. And then Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life. Or you could take that to the goddamn bank rights in. So I so just a quick question about the PlayStation Plus games that are available now and were announced after last week's episode. I know famous it sucks sometimes. It really does. Like I wonder what's gonna get announced as this show got, get, goes live. You know. What is it? PlayStation buys the world? I don't know. Anyway, which games are you excited to play? And what do you think the three VR games are? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, what do you think of the, the VR games offered? Honestly, I was surprised that they didn't went with the obvious PS VR exclusive hits like Beat Saber, Moss, Ghost Giant, or Astrobot. I'm actually not because those games actually sell. And no disrespect to PSVR, but like those games, people buy VR you know, units for. And so I definitely see them going, we don't need to, I mean, Moss was, I think one of the free games 
way back when, but I, I don't think like something like Beat Saber is something you. I don't think Moss was ever free. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I take no. that all back. Maybe it was Astrobot. Possibly. Possibly, but yeah, um, I, I think I, this is a stellar month, man. It's stellar, and with like the recent rumors of all PS4 VR games will be compatible with the new PSVR two. I think this is fantastic for building that library up. Yep. I do think actually we will see Moss as soon as we get closer to Moss Chapter Two. Ooh, we'll see that one come out free. Um, I love this. This is what we wanted all along from PS Plus since mm-hmm. the launch of PSVR was give us some PSVR games every single month. We had that Starblood Arena. I feel like for a long yep. time as part of PS Plus, uh, but they never really. There might have been like some combo games that did sure. both. But, like, I love that we're getting some PSVR love in there yeah. every single month. And, like, this is a great month. Yeah. Like you mentioned, uh, Persistence being Fire Sprite, great chance to check out why Sony bought them. Yeah. You know what? Maybe what that's our homework. Do. Maybe that's our homework. I, I don't have the stuff to hook up my PSVR anymore. Well, well, well. Fake fan over here. You know what? Thanks. We're finding a new okay. co-host next week. Sure. Fake fan. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Let me put on my shades and forget you ever said that. <laughs> All right, here it is. The Sony Pony Express. Let's let's end the show yeah. on some Yeah. Let's end the show with some viewer or listener questions. TPR writes in Joe, Kyle. I haven't asked a question in a hot minute, but here I am. As a aside, this Patreon news is so exciting. I can't wait to subscribe when I'm able. Take your time. Uh, Anyway, I got a question for the Sony Pony Express. What PlayStation 4 game would you like to see receive full haptics and adaptive trigger support that hasn't already? I think I got to go with The Last Guardian. I think it entrices or sorry the intricacies intricacies thank you big words confuse me uh, of trico's interacting uh, interactions with his fur and helping him would be a great feel mm. and subtle subtlety in the haptic feedback i like that and then rook the of uh, the welsh writes in to say to add to this question what pre ps4 game do you wish you could go back to uh with the playstation 5 haptic feedback so what's one PlayStation 4 game? Of course, the easy out would be Bloodborne, but we're not going to discuss that. No. It's going to get its remaster. It's going to get its remake. I have Go my answers. Um, Pre-PS4, I'm going SSX. Ooh, okay, uh, you son of a gun. Why? Feel the, feel the wind as you're going down the mountain in the haptics, and, right. and, and and I don't know what you would do with the triggers in that situation. I just want SSX to get back. Yeah. But with the PS4 game... um going with a game that I think I'm going to start doing now since I platinum bloodborne and 100% of it. And I'm the real fan now because Joe okay. hasn't even done the DLC. Oh. Uh, go back to games that I previously gave up on because I wasn't gelling with it and seeing mm-hmm. if I can find some newfound love with that. And to be able to have shadow of the Colossus with adaptive triggers and haptics I think would be such an amazing experience on PS5. Climbing those those Colossus, the Colossi, and, and feeling feeling the wind rush through as like you're you're in the air and trying to hold on with with uh, the sword and stuff on the big ones, mm-hmm. um, and having the trigger give way because you're getting weaker and your stamina is getting lower. 
Like, I feel like that could be really, really, really cool. I feel like a real fan of Bloodborne and like a true fan would know that it's been 2,416 days since the launch of Bloodborne. But that's just me. That's just me. You know? Did you know that off the top of your head or do you go to how long since Bloodborne.com? Huh? So I think yeah, yeah play- <laughs> exactly yeah get out of here. Here's the thing for a PlayStation Four game, oh, I could kind of go with both of these. But what would like Infamous feel like with the powers, like yeah. electricity going through the haptics? Ooh, is this a, that'd be cool? Such a cool idea. Um, for pre PS Four, I'm going. And this one for me, I think, is obvious. It's the first thing that I thought of, actually, is um, I'm going with Bioshock. Ooh. How, yeah, like, guns feeling is one thing. I didn't even think, like, and then the, third-party the, stuff. Exactly. Like, how would, like, Pyro feel on that? The drill of a Big Daddy, Ooh, you know? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Like, what if, like, you're by a Big Daddy and you just feel the footsteps? Where you sound them with, like, you hear them with the Tempest sound, like, all oh, that, that's, that's... That'd be cool, yeah. yeah. Una writes in, hello there, Joe and Kyle. Hi. As I have just finished up Lost Judgment and planted it, Yay, such a... congrats. Una, why, why did Dave corrupt your mind? Write it in there, say it, banger of a game. Okay, he said it. Uh, it made me think of the games that I want to finish by the end of the year. So I asked, what games in the backlog do you guys need and want to get done by the end of the year? I have a list. Life is Strange. That is it. That's the one game that I'm holding above myself that I, go, I need to play. So that's also on my list. But uh-huh. I was waiting for the remasters of the original one because I've never played it. And I know some of the characters show up in True Colors. Yeah. I but like I feel like as far as like Do game they? of the year I talk, know. I think there's a character that shows up. Oh, Spoilers. someone, someone yell at him. Spoilers. We don't know who. It, but it's we're in the trailers. Get out. Of I here. don't know. I don't know um, about that, guys. Oh God, cancel me if you want. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I. The internet's like we've canceled for less. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, for game of the year talk, I think yeah. that should be a game we talk about because of how many people love it. Yeah. Additionally, I have to go back and play Chicory. I haven't played it yet. Chicory. It's like a big shame that I haven't done it. Um, I still need to finish Deathloop. I want to finish Far Cry Six. So the, there, there's a lot of quote unquote homework that I got to do, but it's like yeah. fun. Yeah. It's, it's fun, fun work. It's fun yeah. work. Mm-hmm. I hate when teachers used to be like, "Oh, it's gonna be fun. This homework's gonna be great." You're not even gonna think it like it's homework. No. Are you are you serious? Like yeah. and like and like seven year old me is like, oh really? This homework's gonna turn into my N64? This is gonna be Smash Brothers? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> oh, you're telling me trigonometry is gonna turn into is gonna yeah. turn into Mario Kart. That's what you're telling me. You're finding X is not gonna help you save the princess. Yeah. Sorry. Right. I'm so sorry. Coloring the lines. What, what's this math homework gonna turn Coloring into wave race? Hmm? Hmm? Wait, hold on. How old are you with N64? It's not, that's not the important Color question. the lines was your homework? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey, listen, that does sound like fun. <laughs> it does. Man, they, you know they make grown-up coloring books? They do. I, ha- I have one around here somewhere. God, it's so, that must de-stress you. It, it's, it's very relaxing. Very relaxing. Very yeah. relaxing. Remember when homework used to be like the thing you're stressing over? Oh yeah, I miss that. I miss that uh, childhood anxiety. 
God. I miss it. Catalyst writes in, it's been a long time since I've been able to jump on the old steed and use a good old Sony Pony Express to send my question back out. Probably completely unrelated one at that. I just have been uh, playing that Spider-Man 2018 in the Miles Morales this month. And I've seen the trailer for the newest Spider-Man game. And I was wondering, what villain, what decrepit old foe, would you like to see be shown in this new Spider-Man game? And also, are you hot for No Way Home? Uh, Catalyst, do I live, do I breathe? Absolutely. <laughs> it's No no Way Home. Hype. Oh, my God. They keep on saying, oh, the new trailer's gonna drop, new trailer's gonna drop. And then instead, they drop the Mobius trailer. Like, Sony, stop trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> I saw Venom 2, begrudgingly, uh-huh. and it was absolutely terrible. Mobius looks absolutely You know, you know like, the line awful. of... Oh, we need a doctor. I am, I am the doctor. doctor. <laughs> oh, shut up, Jared Leto. You and your beautiful fucking eyes. Get over it. Get over yourself. Oh, and he's just like, something about me is changing. And like, it's almost, it's almost, it is problematic. Because you see him like, you know, and the crutches one second. And then all of a sudden, like, he's like, something in me has changed. They do this weird flash. And then he's like, shirtless fucking ripped. Like, just like. Walking around like what? What is this? What am I going back to those infomercials I referenced earlier? Like, hey, look at this new weight loss pill. Yeah, <laughs> that has this rare fruit that we found called also, lose lose fat fruit. Yeah, I'm like Jesus. I I'm gonna get you know I'm gonna get gutters like that. <laughs> you didn't even creep it. Oh, did I not? No. <laughs> Let me try this again. I'm gonna that <laughs> and all I gotta do is get bit by a bat put my hand out and I get just shredded oh man of course I'm gonna do that of course I'm gonna get bit by a bat I'm gonna test that out right now <sighs> so the new villain in right. Spider-Man 2 I would love 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 <laughs> The I love that the bleep machine didn't work because I had to go go back and actually put effort into that edit because <laughs> that was too heinous to keep in there. Uh, I really want to see Insomniac do Mysterio. Oh, that is so good. I real, but I kind of want him to be a main villain. I don't want him to be a side one, dude. How awesome would it be? Like, you know, you're 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 in the black suit venom's already messing with your head and then you're in one of mysterio's mazes yeah dude <laughs> sign me I up i always i always dug mysterio as a kid yeah i just dug his whole vibe and i would love to have i i don't i don't i'm pretty sure he's been in earlier spider-man games i don't remember yeah. fighting him in any of them yeah i think like uh, spider-man 2 he was in there yeah i'm too old i don't remember those he was like uh, pre-Riddler trophy, if I remember correctly. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see him and Samniak just have fun with it. Yeah. You know? I think it would be so cool. Yeah. Um, Put Polka Dot Man in there. I know it's a different company, <laughs> but just loved him in that Suicide Squad game. You're Marvel, buy him. It's Polka Dot Man. And I, I think it's without 
Spoilers for original Spider-Man, the end credit scene? Nope, nope. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We can't talk about it? Don't fall for this trap. Don't fall for this trap. Again, internet's canceled for, for less. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. I would like to It's a two-year-old game. A three-year-old game. No, 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 no. That's not how the internet operates. It's That's a three-year-old it. game. Nope, don't, don't. Uh, Kyle, I'm telling you. what I Who I'd like to see, and this is not because I've played it or I haven't played it or I know the ending or I don't know the ending. Love to see Green Goblin. Love to see Hobgoblin. You know, like I said, and credit scene. <laughs> I would. I just who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows if there's also an ad credit scene in Miles? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Also, oh, my God. Can we talk about Black Cat in that game? Can we just talk about. Geez, very oh, gorgeous. boy. Very oh. gorgeous. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. I'm looking, well, at, I'm looking through other Spider-Man villains. Also, Craven w- would be cool. Well, Craven's like that's his voice. We're all thinking, right? Oh yeah, you're one. I totally forgot that we hear yeah. his voice. Oh, Carnage! Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so cool. And and like I, I, you know what? I actually think Carnage could be in this. It's totally fair. I think I think so. The way that they've really played with us the first game, I think he could be in there. Um. Yeah, there's just so many. His rogues gallery is so good. It's just so good. That's it, Kyle. Since we really just talked about Guardians in the beginning. Yeah. That's been the road to uh, road to greatness. That's been the trophy <laughs> room, a PlayStation podcast. Whew, what a week. Ooh, yeah. Had a lot of fun this episode. Same. Anything you want to spotlight before we get on out of here, though? Uh, sure. Uh, I'd like to spotlight myself, Mr. Case, up on Twitter, also on PSN and on Xbox, and on Xbox. So go friend me over there. Uh, all the indie games coverage that I do over at 61indie.com, S I X O N E I N D I E, as well as on Twitter at 61indie, same spelling. Uh, our uh, one year anniversary is on Friday, November 5th, and we have some exciting things planned out. Uh, we'll also be streaming all weekend pretty much all weekend on Saturday as like an anniversary stream. And we're doing a two hour block for team kind of funny for extra life on Sunday. Mm. Um, so please go check us out over there. I will not be checking you out over no, there because sadly. you got your own things. <laughs> oh, I got some other things. It's a spotlight here. So again, you know, we have this cool Patreon stuff. That's one thing. But the one thing that a lot of our audience knows is that we're partnering up with my good friend, Sean Capri. To and uh, Team Phoenix Overdrive to do uh, uh, Extra Life over in Rome, New York. So on Friday, I'm taking the train from nice. New York Penn Station all the way to Rome, New York with my good friend Sean Capri. And then on Saturday, we're going to stream for a whole 24 hour. Woo-wee! <laughs> Woo-wee! <laughs> Woo-wee! Uh, that's where I'll be playing uh, old the old hunters DLC and beating it 100%. That's where I will be beating bug snacks and getting the <gasps> platinum. Yay. Uh, question. Can you, could you, could you transfer PS4 saves to PS5 on bug snacks? Uh, let me, look, I'll look that up for you. Okay. If not, we could just get Greg Miller to harass them. <laughs> Seems like he's good at making things yeah. happen. Over it, there it worked once, places. right? Yeah. It worked once. You could, you could go two for two. Um, and yeah, so check us out over there. Links to all that below. I'll be spamming it on 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 uh, on Twitter. So 
once you're done checking out or just have us both on two tabs have six yeah. one on one tab have us on the other it's gonna be great it's just gonna be a whole lot of fun and it's all for either, a good cause it's all for celebration way, whoever you decide to check out or donate to just know that we both love you for doing that yeah. and make an impact for these sick kids who need our help either way it's going to a good cause so we appreciate you no but matter do, what but do it over here do it over here i mean donate to me what i'm not going to guilt you into this i'm not going to rig the elections like joe did for road to greatness mm. you do what you your heart tells you to do you know what i'm saying and your heart's telling you to go over to extra life.com are we feuding slash, or something yep, like what's going on slash sean capri and you donate all your money we're, over there we're doing a good thing clear on both your ends. savings clear your savings why are account. we why are we why are we fighting because my good thing has to be has to better win. than my good thing yes why can't both good things exist not in this world you know what can i delete a bloodborne platinum <gasps> am i allowed to do that how dare you sacrilege uh, it also, again, our Patreon update, uh, the Retro Radio will be out right now. We have the new and improved Road to Greatness out right now. And then, after we're done here, we're going to record the after show. So with all that said, everybody, with all that out of the way, we love you. We appreciate you. All the new patrons, all the old patrons, all the present patrons, thank you all so much for your support. It's been an amazing two years, and we have so many more to go. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See ya. Love you. <laughs>